I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. One, two, clink. Someone invented a microphone. Isn't that kind of fucking crazy? That's so weird. Oh my god. Hey, horse. Hey, what's up? That was the weirdest intro. Sarah and I have this like weird thing right now that we're doing where we just like greet each other so aggressively. Yeah. Like walk in the door and be like, hey, slut. And I'm like, like, hey, "Hey, fucking whore, cunt, asshole. It's our way of, you know, defeating the patriarchy. We are taking the power out of negative words. By making them just so negative that they're positive. It also, like, in, like, the non-weirdest way possible, like, lets out some just, like, aggression. Like, not towards you, but, like, aggression that I've, like, I, so, if you don't know our living situation or if you're new, Sydney and I both have, like, 50 jobs each. Uh, The difference is, is that she goes to an office and I work from home. So, she leaves for, like, all day like for her nine to five and then comes back and I'm just like sitting there alone and I'm pissed at the world and I'm pissed at my boss and I see her and I'm just like hey what's up you fucking slut and she's like hey you whore I hate you and then it's like fine you know what I mean and like (laughs) as people well I guess I'm kind of the mean one but in this group though in this group you know like I I think it's because and this is like a whole other episode topic but you guys know I used to be the queen of the doormats 
And then I took over that role. Yeah. Once she stepped off. We kind of switched places there. Yeah. I'm at a time in my life, a place in my life, where I'm trying to be more intentional, but also, you know, stand up for myself, be more assertive, because for so long, I'm supposed to get walked over. So part of me having that assertion, it's not that I'm necessarily mean, but I'm trying my hardest to, one, be honest with people. I call myself the no man. Um, because not enough people are telling people no. Like, I see so many, like, scandals on, like, TikTok with businesses, with companies, where it's like, in that whole process, okay, for example, prime example, when Gucci made the, um, The sweaters that came up to here? Like, the baklava thing, yeah, with the, with the caricature of the, um, what, so caricature of black person, like, back in the 20s or whatever they had like big red lips and it was like black or like a little boy they put an h&m that's black in a monkey t-shirt they're yeah. like i'm a monkey it's just like i don't understand how you get to that point how is there never a situation <laughs> where someone was like maybe let's not do that <laughs> so i've decided to come to be that person for the world you know people need to know man so if you're a stranger if you are my friend if you were in my family, I'm going to start being your no man. And, you know, it's really working so far. I've become Sarah's no man. As you guys have all heard about the bodysuit incident in which Sarah attempted to walk out the house. So, like, you know those bodysuits where, like, they clip at the bottom? Sarah was inspired and wanted to wear that part outside of her pants. Like... The clip was dangling, and I was like, you know what? There are two routes I can take. I could be a doormat, and I could say, yes, girl, do your thing, <laughs> which I do feel on one basis, on one level. Or I could have said, you know, maybe not today, and that's the route that I chose, and, you know, I feel very proud of that route. <laughs> and we talked about this today. Sarah and I talked about this today. Mm. My way of saying that to Sarah is I say, Sarah, let's marinate on this. Yeah. And when I say that, she knows that that's my nice way of saying, maybe let's not. That's the worst <laughs> idea you've ever had. Yes. So when I say stuff like, does Europe have weekdays? Or when I say stuff like, Ireland isn't in Europe. I have someone there to say, you know, no. You know? Yes. <laughs> like Sarah's a very bright person. Like she's very intelligent, very smart. She has these moments. <laughs> where she just says the darnest things and I think that it's literally so funny it's just so funny it, it's very comical you know how like adults always say that oh toddlers kindergartners they say the darn the kids say the darndest things yeah Sarah says the darndest things <laughs> that's what she does yeah but they you know kids are darned in a way where like they say stuff like they're very honest they'll call you ugly and then they won't care my little brother or, mm -hmm. yes mm -hmm. stuff like that they're just like extremely brutal um I'm the opposite. I'm just like, I have these moments where, first of all, I get sensory overload really fast. Second of all, I can't multitask. So whenever I'm overwhelmed by like any of those things, I start to talk and I start to like open my mouth and move my tongue and my teeth. And sometimes things come out of there. <laughs> I love how Sarah's talking about sensory overload as we record a podcast with three ring lights in our face. Because <laughs> I'm feeling it also. <laughs> guys so we had like the grand idea of recording <laughs> clips of uh, our podcast mm -hmm. and posting them on like to talk on instagram so you can like see what's happening because i think there's a whole other level to like being able to see part of the conversation and so it took us quite literally 
two hours to set up these lights. Actually, it took me two hours. Sarah was like smart and has like a body length uh, tripod. My Sarah's other one that I'm borrowing is the size of my hand. So we're like <laughs> building boxes and all these things and putting candles on top to try and like make it flat. So if you see that video, please be nice to us. <laughs> and we'd really appreciate that. That would mean a lot to us. I really, I mean, what if we record this entire episode and then we look back at it and it's the worst piece of garbage ever? I'm going to At sick. least it will be a memory. Speaking of memories, da na na. Memory all alone in the moonlight. I have no idea what you're saying. Sarah has a word association where like if she hears literally any word that's ever been created, she will sing a song with that word in it. You would body word association on like variety or something. Whenever my dad and I play that game in long car rides, I always win. Oh, you would play games on long car rides. I feel like does not speak. We go to sleep. We just don't talk. My dad and I have a rotation of three games that we usually play. Excuse me. One of them is the association game. Two is hum Disney songs and whoever can guess it first wins classic sarah favorite and then the third one is the alphabet game do you know the alphabet game it's like you go through obviously like a b c d f g whatever and you go back and forth and say celebrities names that like first names who starts with like a b c would so on and whoever is like the last one to run out of a name it loses so like let's play around i'm Ready? scared to go on a long card <laughs> no you should be i'm like, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. aladdin <laughs> and we tried the funny part about the song game is that we tried humming but we're so quiet we're very very quiet hummers and also we're in the car so the street's really busy and noisy so uh we actually like sing the song we're like and it's really bad it's i literally can't even so I, think I, can hum. I can't whistle and that feels like something that people learn when they're four Ooh, you just did it. Anyway, um, <laughs> as you guys have heard or haven't heard, we are having a live show. A live show! Actually, please come <laughs> because if this is like a successful event, we can like do more for you guys and we want to do more. So um, please come. So it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be. We are going to record a mini episode live in front of a studio audience, studio audience, concert audience, whatever. And then we're also going to have three incredible musicians perform. So you're getting a concert. You're getting a live podcast and more <laughs> in one in one night for $15. So yes, of course, please come. Please support. Hang out with us. We'll chat, take pictures, drink, have fun, celebrate, whatever. So yeah, I think I, I, I think you should come. <laughs> That's just my opinion. You're clown. I think we're very approachable people. So I mean, I think we're good times. We're definitely not like those snooty club girls. So come and hang out, come party yeah. with us. Oh yeah, we were clubbing like a couple weeks ago and this girl really like jumping and this girl like stuck her hand in front of us, like in between us. She was like, Podcast. We were like, Yeah. And then yeah, that was the whole time. At, <laughs> at Slate, remember? If you um if you live in New York City and you haven't gone to Slate and if you're put off by like the twenty dollar cover charge in my opinion worth it totally worth it there's a slide old arcade games the music on both floors is actually really good and the drinks what night did we go though was it thursday friday or saturday we went on a friday okay friday was bumping because they had good music yeah but yeah it's definitely fun and also if you're in new york you're not at our show what are you doing what are you doing doing peasant no, because if this person um, that we love, yeah, for sure. Uh, Cindy and I we were talking earlier today, and we were saying that like if this concert is a failure, we're a failure. 
<laughs> anyway, she didn't know TikTok. Oh my god. There was just one that went viral. And it was like, what the fuck is it? Okay, now law school. WTF is a talking stage. Worship me. Is that what it said? You just said the word cunt, horse, slut bag. You're not going to say the word fuck. You said that. I. If I, if I say that, take it out. No. It makes the joke. I'm going to law school. <laughs> Guys, I'm going to law school. I, I I don't know. Sarah's <laughs> moving with me if I have to move, but I want to stay here so bad. Yeah. I, I, I might, to be honest. It's a little frightening. <laughs> no, because I'm if, not joking. Yeah, because no, if you leave... No, Who girl. am I going to hang out with? If I leave, <laughs> what am I going to do? Girl, I'm not going to know nobody in Connecticut or something. No, because you're going to meet all new friends. And there are some people in New York who want to murder me. So what am I going to do? Just get <laughs> and live here and literally die? Like, I don't know. Like, if you leave, I don't, I would never take the subway again. I would, I would not, never go to, uh, um, that one place. I would, I would never, uh, I would never, uh. Chocolatea uh, again. I never go to Domo Domo again because I'd cry. I could never go to Lily's again. We've met Lily's in so long. We're going to Lily's soon. Oh, yeah. Before also, before we talk to the topic, I think that's so funny. I got, so we don't pre-record necessarily, but sometimes we'll like, because until the end of the year, surprise, surprise, we're releasing three episodes a week just for fun and giggles and funness. Yeah, because of that. Yeah, because Not because we're really behind on episodes <laughs> for this quarter. Literally, because of that. Um, um, what were we talking about? I don't know. I have short-term memory loss, I swear. Oh, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I still don't remember. <laughs> um, we were ta- what were we talking about? I don't know, but all of this has been such good material that we could have recorded on. The I know. Wait, it's fine. three. Ooh, <laughs> like a schnuffle waffle. Three episodes a week. Oh yeah. So we like pre-record in terms of like maybe like a week or two before we post it. If we're like posting a lot of episodes, and my relationships are very volatile, romantically. And they do, in fact, change on an hourly basis. That's the understatement of the yeah, year. Yeah, that's the understatement of the year. They change on an hourly basis. So I don't know if y'all have ever, like, caught on. When I say boyfriend, that's been by five people in the last two years. I'm kidding. It's been two people. But um, I just use them interchangeably, so no one really knows who I'm talking about. But I got a text, and, I was, and the girl was like, you're dating someone? And I was like, you know, that is a question. That is a question for me. And that is a question for other people <laughs> that does deserve an answer. Yep. A valid answer. Does have an answer. Yeah. That I do not know. Uh-huh. So what I'm going to do from now on is I'm going to come up with a new word for romantic partner that um, does not mean boyfriend, does not mean nothing, but means something. And I'm going to think of that word. I'm going to use it cone like traffic cone that sounds like, a little sexual though my gremlin no well it fits like it fits in the way where it's like the men that you date change moods every two seconds because you know gremlin the whole gremlins thing is they, they can't see light mm-hmm. or else they'll turn into like a demon so I mean what? the whole gremlins oh, I don't thing? know anything about gremlins yeah because they're all I, I, I mind my own business <laughs> that works <laughs> what that works really perfectly because at first they're little like fuzzy cute little creatures sour patch yeah when I say the word sour patch I am referring to that's better the man that I'm in contact with what what is that contact that is up for discussion that's so, a yeah. question 
that's all I, that's my little side note before we start the episode it's been literally 30 minutes but we're gonna keep talking <laughs> imagine doing this in front of everybody on um the ninth and no, nobody nine. laughing that's no do you know that's my worst fear like i grew up ugly all i have going for me is my humor like if people aren't <laughs> laughing i'm I would ugly and not funny we just go off track so much that yeah. like we have to record a 20 to 25 minute episode cap like we have to talk about an episode or like a topic for that long and no longer else no no more longer whatever what do you know what i mean and we've already been talking for how many how, how long have we've been, been talking for 15 minutes <laughs> we have not even introduced the topic yet actually yes i did but then we went off it again to talk about gremlins and stuff like that. <laughs> so but it'll be into it. it'll be great because uh nine of that minutes wait what nine of those 15 minutes we can just like talk or do like a few bits and then the rest of the time we can bring up like three people or like call on three people and like bring a microphone around to do like a q a i'm katia adler host of the global story over the last 25 years i've covered conflicts in the middle east political and economic crises in europe drug cartels in mexico now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories change your perspective connecting changes everything at&t you deserve a moment to yourself every single day and a delicious bite of a keebler sandies can give you that comforting pause if tonight's movie night is just what you need make it special with the melt in your mouth magic of a keebler sandies this magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. So I was in the shower, and you know how like, you draw in the mirror? I love doing that, like on the windows when it's steamy. That's why I'm in there for literally an hour and a half. And first of all, all my crush's names... And then I was trying to long division. I don't really remember why. Oh, yeah. No, I don't remember. Oh, yeah. I was trying to calculate my grade. <laughs> and so I was adding up all my test scores and trying to divide by, like, seven, I think. Mm -hmm. And, yo, I forgot how to do long division. Like, I like, wrote it out. Then I was like, I don't know what to do next. 
you learned that in the first grade, the second grade. And I was like, I took one math class in college and I have a science class at 8 a.m. next semester. So they're like, you need to know basic algebra. <laughs> We're going to go a few steps behind that. Division. Yeah, because yeah, I like everybody ended high school with like pre AP calc, AP stat, whatever the fuck. And I ended it with with like. 101 pre-calc like I, w- I was like way behind everybody else so then I got to college and I had to take like math theory as one of my courses because I heard the professor was a dumbo mm-hmm. and then I got there and it was like the hardest thing I've ever had to do yeah I um made the awful decision to take AP physics before I took calculus no I remember I the my professor or my teacher professor oh, Mr. Ritter I love him I went to go ask him for my test grade after test one time, and he just patted my head. He didn't even tell me my score. He was just like, oh, he was like, it's okay. And he told me I was the closest to zero on the bell curve of like five classes. And then, but I ended up with an A in the class, and that's called charisma. That's called ambition and being charming. Called being a girl boss. Yeah. We got called girl bosses today on DM, and it made me kind of happy. We are girl bosses. Yeah. What? <laughs> I don't know why I just did that. Who called us a girl boss? Someone DM'd us, and they were like, you guys are my favorite girl bosses. And I was like, you're mine. What do you do when, when it's like, it's like a reverse uno? You're my yeah. favorite girl boss. How about now? <laughs> How about now? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so our topic today is, which Sydney brought up earlier, but you know. Yeah, 30 minutes ago. talking about it. About Gremlins, Sour Patch, Long Division. You know, it's another day in crying in public. It is going to be, it's based off this one TikTok we saw, <clears throat> or one of, a TikTok that one of our interns saw, and that t- <laughs> is that the BBL throat clear? Yeah, Sarah, that's the influencer throat clear. That- <laughs> that's the Sydney throat clear. Yeah, sounds good. Um, so it's it's a TikTok that one of our interns saw, and it goes a little something along the you know, it's a little ditty that goes like, "What the fuck is a talking stage? Worship me or die." And so I think it's a really good segue into the... Yeah. Your daddy thing reminds me of... I hate when people in the South call their dad daddy. Hey, daddy. Hey, daddy. Wait, Ew. like, wait how uh, Charlotte LaBeouf calls... She's like, tell him what you did, big daddy. Tell her. And make some beignets. Tiana, please. I need so many beignets for my big party. I'm going to be friends. <laughs> Your face muscles literally got so strained. I hope you see that on video. They literally started swelling. <laughs> Um, you should be a voice actor. I think my you'd be good at that. mom and my dad really think I should be a voice actor, but if or I would a broadcast do it, journalist or something, that's what my mom thinks I should be. And I did um, the you know I, I recently did um, a video promo for a company, and the guy who was like filming was like, "You have a great TV voice. You should totally be a journalist." And I did acting for like eighteen years, and. I wanted to like audition for colleges for it and like do it for the rest of my life and be a Broadway actress. But then the reason I didn't is because like I need stability. So yeah. I feel like launching myself into like more acting careers because broadcast journalism like is a form of acting in some ways. Yeah. So I just feel like I'd be going right back into like my no stability, no pension, no benefit. Well, life. you work for a big company like CNN or something, and it's True. like you'll be like bank. And when I become vice president, or actually first lady, let's not get it twisted. Yeah. Um, you'll be a press secretary, obviously. Yeah. But um, thank you. As wa- as I should. You're I, welcome. Yeah. You're really welcome. Um, <clears throat> that's so funny to me is that like people on TikTok, like they'll make a video about like dancing or something, and someone will be like, "You're awful," or like something along those lines, and they'll be like, "I have been a dancer for twenty 
five years. And they're like, wow, how old are you? 26. And I'm like, you were dancing when you were. <laughs> or people that are like, play tennis. And I'm like, I'm playing tennis for 45 years. And I'm like, how old are you? 46. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> but I say the same thing. So I'm always like, I've been cheerleading and dancing since I was literally three years old. Yeah. I was rolling around on the floor on a gym mat. I was going to crack myself. And then I was like, 18 sounds better than 15. Because it was, yeah, it was a very long time, but it definitely was not. No, but like, years. you do start like those kinds of like activities when you're like three and four. Mm-hmm. But like, when do you start it? You know, like, when do you understand that you're doing it yeah because everyone always is like oh i've been doing it for 20 years and i'm like how old are you <laughs> you look like you're 12 you're 21 <laughs> <laughs> yeah i always my that's like a lot of thing you know so if you w- were part of like a theater group in high school you know what i'm talking about because they are so tight-knit it gets like so toxic so quickly and before you know it, you're just telling lies you're like oh yeah like what's your piece for the audit what's your piece for the audition i'm singing i'm singing somewhere from West Side Story and then you get up on stage and you're singing like on your own from Les Mis. You know what I yeah. mean? Like people, it's so the cutthroat, drama. it's actually scary. See, they always make movies about like how the like popular girls or like the three girls are so mean to everyone. They do an expose on theater kids. Like the kind of glee, but like, no. The kids at my school that were in theater were a cult. There were two cults, theater and rowing. There was a rowing cult at my school. Like y'all are in a boat together. Why y'all so close? <laughs> a little bit weird. Okay, but yeah, I think crew kids are always weird. Yeah. And a lot of them did theater. So that kind of makes sense. Really? If you, if you connect the if you connect the dots. The stars align. It's ending up in weird. It's what it's ending up in. <laughs> um, I really liked theater as a kid. And in high school, I had so many talking stages. It made my head spin. Like, I didn't know what was happening in high school ever. How was your high school like? <laughs> Girl... I didn't have a single talking stage. There was no talking being done. There was no stages being done. It was called single and growing up ugly. Yeah. Like, okay, and what's weird, this is what's really weird, is in high school, you guys all know, if you don't know, if you're new, I went to a high school in the South, Jacksonville, Florida, to be exact. And yes, it's very Southern. People would want to admit that. And I was one of the only black girls in my grade. And there's something about growing up at a PWI, that's a predominantly white institution, like, a white like a predominantly white school and you change your identity so much to try and fit in in a number of ways one of that is the realization that like you are not considered attractive like when all my friends are like having their first boyfriends and their first kisses and all this stuff I knew that that was not going to happen for me it wasn't even something I was upset about like there are times obviously when I was like, upset about it like during freshman year dances where I wasn't getting asked and things like that or like when I would ask a guy to um Sadie Hawkins and they would get upset about it like that was embarrassing you know but I think by the time I got to senior year it was like I had this weird sense of confidence in the fact that like I didn't need to rely on my looks or like boys attention to feel anything because it's like I don't have it so what I'm gonna do you know and so I think that's why I got so addicted to like having good grades and like doing activities and sports and like just doing too much because that was my way of proving myself to people and proving my way to myself, I guess. I feel like I have some kind of worth. Like I might not be pretty or skinny, but like at least I'm smart, you know, whatever. Hey, book smart, not street smart. But um, <laughs> so I was weirdly more confident then than I am now because now that like I have grown up in like a city or like a more diverse school where like people do find me attractive, some 
very few people um <laughs> i become more reliant on it and that shakes my confidence because like now when a guy breaks up with me or like makes me upset i feel it more deeply than back then when i like just didn't care because that's how it always was you know mm-hmm. so yeah there was no talking <clears throat> stages being done in high school i was talking <laughs> to myself but um this talking stage isn't that just life like what it's like do you consider when you let's say you meet someone on a dating app or at a bar or however you meet people nowadays i don't really know i guess it's all dating apps do you, do you count like the day you start meeting so the day you start officially dating as the talking stage or is it like a midpoint in between where like you're no longer just dating app partners you're like people who are going on regular dates who are seeing each other like on a more regular occurrence or texting daily is that considered talking stage or is like the whole process of leading up to dating like what do you consider being the talking stage I'll get into what I think in a second, but I think a big part of the definition of talking stage is how I've seen girls around me use it. So, um, for example, at least in my experience, you know, Sarah says, oh my God, he's so attractive, like this guy from across the room. And then this other girl who I just met goes like, oh my God, like we're talking. But in reality, they might not have even established that they like each other, have gone on a date, but like that's- Or have had a conversation. They're talking to her, you know what I mean? And so like- if anybody asks her, even like if it's her friends in her circle, her parents, she might be like, oh yeah, like I'm talking to this guy, but it might not actually be talking. Because what I consider talking is... He's mine, but he's not mine. Right. It's kind of like, that's my boyfriend who's not my boyfriend, who is my boyfriend, but he's not. Mm-hmm. But it, the way I consider talking is like, you are at that point where you're like kind of texting every day and like you're not exclusive, but like you don't... You, you kind of are getting closer to them and you're like learning more about them, but you are having like a consistent dialogue and you are going out on dates almost regularly. Not yeah. regularly, like every day, but like often. Yeah. I think part of what you said is so true. Like the ambiguity of it is the reason why it's so like attractive to people. Yeah. But also is like the main issue because um, I think that our generation specifically, like if you were from the ages of 18 right now to like, 26 like that range of people who are like in like the dating atmosphere there's such a fear of commitment like i don't know if it's social media because before instagram twitter whatever like what you had is what you had like there's a possibility or like exploration of seeing 50 girls in one day of swiping through you know but like now there's just so many options that you're always gonna find someone more attractive someone smarter someone with a better personality someone skinnier someone curvier like whatever your preference is but i think that like back then we were like or not we they were like this is my person i like them like we're gonna we're gonna do this you know but now it's like oh what if i find someone better or what if i find someone hotter or what if this what if that because there's so many options now but the idea of a talking stage is that like it's ambiguous enough where you're not tied down to that person but it's defined enough where you can consider them yours so like you get the benefits of being in a relationship without the commitment which is basically what talking stage is you know yeah so do you think you can be to that token do you think you can be talking to multiple people at the same time year so do Uh, i it's a sport that i play (laughs) and that i'm on the team of I think so too. I think that if you're in the talking stage, that means you're not like exclusive. So I think talking to like multiple people is all right. I truly think it is. Well, it's like the way the term dating has even changed because. So true. I think exclusive is now like the term. Yeah. It's like boyfriend, girlfriend, that's it. Because dating 25 years ago, you could date multiple people. Dating just means you're going, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Ew.
dating literally like the word means you are going on dates and if you're not exclusive with that person you can go on dates with multiple people thus are you dating those people back in the time of gossip girl and before then like on those tv shows they were dating multiple people but now dating has turned into the word of like exclusive relationship commitment it's like intrinsic you know it's hard because people lie like not only because i was just thinking about what i was saying earlier with like girls being like oh yeah like we're talking i was thinking about that But also, which is a bigger problem, is that guys lie. Like, when you go on a date with someone, and let's say that the next day, you look at his Instagram because you just got it on that day, and you see that he was posing with some other girl, and that he consistently poses with another girl, and you're like, who is this girl? And he's like, oh, we're just talking. Or like, oh, we used to talk. Or, you know, stuff like that. These words can get so bended, and I wonder... Not whose fault that is, but I wonder, like, who's to blame. Not that you have to blame, like, a certain gender. I think neither. Yeah. I think it's social media. Like, Really? That's so interesting. Well, think about it. In terms of how you meet people and how you form a relationship, never in the history of time has someone been able to sit in one place and meet 200 girls a day by swiping. They simply have not. Unless yeah. you literally had a harem in ancient Rome, <laughs> you weren't swiping through multiple people, talking to all of them, and like having instant connections or instant whatever, you know? And also, we're just a sex based culture now. Like, obviously, sexuality has always been something that's like been discussed and prevalent in different societies, like Greek, Greece, whatever, Rome, whatever, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but like, <laughs> those guys, uh. <laughs> our society's views of what marriage is, what marriage means, what commitment means, what a couple looks like what it can consist of has evolved and changed so much that like we don't think that we need marriage it's why marriage marriage um rates have been declining and divorce rates are increasing is because now women can have their own bank accounts they don't need to rely on a man to go out and get money and work because they can do it themselves and we don't need men to raise children because they don't do it anyway so it's like and there are new methods of now getting pregnant that yeah you don't need a man man. (laughs) yeah so i think that like what we had for so long thought these relationships were needed for which was stability money children you don't need a marriage to do those things anymore so like why not just like fuck around and have fun which is what i think the mentality of so many people are and it's not my mentality but it is a lot of people it's not that that's wrong but i think it's just we're society's changing its mold and understanding of what a couple what love is what relationship is what marriage is like you don't have to get married to be in love anymore you know there's other ways to show it yeah, and I think the culture, the swiping culture, is um, it definitely made us a lot more shallow too because now if we see a guy who we might have dated at some point or have talked to at some point or have seen in person and thought was hot, we might see that we might have seen that person on the screen and we might have been like, ugh. You know, like this one picture with bad lighting because he's a dude who doesn't know how to take pictures. Only cis dudes, not everybody. Like, you know, I'm just going to swipe left and that's going to be that. But also speak for yourself because I like my men medium, ugly, and half-baked. <laughs> spicy, medium, spicy, mild. That's it. Yep. Mild. I mean, medium, ugly. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. If tonight's movie night is just what you need, make it special with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Ew, that gave me such (laughs) oo-woo, oo-woo, oo-woo goosebumps. Um, whenever you say it, it reminds me of uh, Finding Nemo 2 when Marlon is trying to, he's trying to get the attention of the bird and he to mate with her he goes ooh ooh that was weird how do you remember scenes from movies that you literally saw like 30 years ago I don't know but um, one of the guys like that one of my former sour pouches um, cheated on me with mm-hmm. used like ooh ooh and raw XD unironically how are you going to cheat on me with someone who speaks dinosaur that's that's a question and it has an answer and i don't know it but i do i do think about it a lot i want to create a graph of all the girls i've been cheating on with and the men that cheat on me and do some research yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna start looking for patterns yeah for explanations remember that trend on tiktok where like literal assholes would it it was to that sound i forget what it was and i'm not i would never i would never hurt your ears like that oh podcaster listeners but like um they would use that sound and then they'd stand in front of the camera and be like this is meh and this is the girl he cheated on me with and to put that out there on social media how mean are you? They were, they were showing their names, their usernames. Okay. And their and Instagrams, my, that's so rude. My problem with that is if the girl knows he's in a relationship, that's obviously her fault also. But why are you putting the blame and exposing the girl and not your man? Yeah. Because he's the one who cheated on you. He was the only person in that trifecta that had an obligation to you when he broke it. So why are you out here posting these girls? And obviously they may have known, they may have been like devious about it. But at the end of the day, the buck stops with your man for being unfaithful and unloyal and um, having shortcomings of a man. This is my philosophy. <clears throat> if, <laughs> if your man cheats on you with another girl and she does not know about it, it is not her fault and it is only the guy's fault. 
there are ways to like research and figure it out. So that might be questionable that she like didn't figure it out. But not everyone can be Sydney Winner, like the FBI agent of the century, you know? So if she didn't know, not her fault. If she did know, equally her fault, if not more, because I feel like as a woman, like you should know better. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I have higher standards for women than I do for men. So I guess that's just, yeah. but society shouldn't be like that. Yeah and but it is i've met her trash my research skills have come more from having cheating boyfriends than from school you're very good didn't you save the law firm you work at yes because you of your fbi skills your research you could be a pi and make so much money multiple times yeah i literally just go sydney her name is cecilia and sydney's like got it God, I don't even know the last name or where they live. I got you. Yeah. I got you, girl. It's so nice. It is so nice to have a friend like you. I get, look what I get. I get a two-in-one special. I get the no man and I get the um, FBI agent. It's awesome. And I'm cute. Exactly. Let's not forget that one. And you're, I'm kidding. I'm and you're a Greek god, a chiseled kidding. Greek goddess. Yeah, chiseled out of what? <laughs> out of poop is wrong. Uh, they, they had one little tap. But they're like, yeah, none. <laughs> done. Uh, they gave you a voluptuous ass though so they did yeah she juicy and it's funny because i was a twig in high school so what happened you were like i was literally known for not having a butt all right i want to talk about one more thing about the talking stage and it's that when do you want to end the talking stage like when because i know we can't speak for like all women of mankind of womankind but you just went (laughs) cross-eyed but um I want to know what you, Sydney Winner, think about, like, when winner. you, win, winner, when you want to, like, like, the time for you to end the talking stage. Like, when is it, like, how long since, and I, what I mean by that is, like, the first date, you start talking all the time. Like, when is the time to be like, hey, it's weird that you haven't asked me to be your girlfriend or, like, ask them to start dating you. Like, when is that time for you? I think one and a half months for the conversation. So that gives you, what, five or six dates? You have this answer ready. Uh, Yes, I do. Yeah. Yes, I do. That's <laughs> great. It's five or six months because that, or five or six months, one point, okay, five or six weeks because that gives you enough time to go on enough dates where you know the person, you know, am I going to pursue this romantically? Am I going to pursue this sexually? Am I going to pursue this as friends? Or are we done? That is, that is enough time to know someone to make that decision. And I'm not saying you have to date after five weeks. You have to have an idea of where you want to go in the, like, in general, you know? Yeah. Like, if you want to have a conversation of let's start, talking and being exclusive to get to the point where we can date that's all i mean by five or six weeks so if the person asks you to date officially before that do you think it's a red flag red flag really red flag explain because um, i agree but i just want to is i think it's love bombing is what it is yeah and it's when you like become so obsessed with someone and you throw it all at the relationship and so everything just goes too fast where you you're now in a commitment where you do not know the other person you know nothing about them and i think it takes at least three months to know someone well enough to like be in a committed relationship with them, you know? And that's how people people moving in together because it's like, I feel like you guys know someone for like two or three years before you move in because when, like it's one thing, it's like obviously I was with someone for like three, four years, whatever. Um, and I would spend like weeks at a, like not weeks, days at a time with him, but that does not compare to living together. That's persons in your space all day, every day. You don't get to escape the problems. You can't, um, you know, end the phone call. You can't stop texting. You can't block his number. That person is going to be next to you all day, every day. Like, you don't get your space anymore. So and then there's like, a legal issue, too, because you're, like, living together. Like, you both signed a lease. Like, who's going to move out, break binding. up, all yeah. this stuff, you know? 
And so I feel like it's so important. That's how I feel about living together before you get married. Because, like, you get married, and then suddenly you're like, I don't like the way your feet smell. And you fart, you leave the toilet seat up, you can't do your dishes, we have a problem, you know? So I feel like there's time time limits, timelines to things that generally should be followed. Obviously, it's not like three months of the day he needs to be with you. But, like, if you're in a three or four-year talking stage, like I was slash am, um... <laughs> there's a problem it does not take that long to figure out if you like someone and if you're still thinking about that then don't be with them it's simple as that yeah and also I think that um roommate compatibility it is such a real thing because you can love somebody like a friend an acquaintance your parents your siblings your man your woman whatever and then like you can move in together and it could not work out. Like, it could all end in flames. It's happened to me before. It's happened, it's happened to, to you before. before. We've had best friends we live together with who we do not speak to anymore. Right. It's like, there was, wasn't that compatibility there. And, like, you, we were friends with them for years before we moved in together. It wasn't until we were in each other's space all day, every day with no, like, whatever. They start to see people's, like, true colors, who they really are, your compatibility, things like that. So I completely agree. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, like, the same goes for relationships, especially relationships. Do not listen to these fucking old heads being like, marriage is sacred and you shouldn't have share that intimacy until you say I do. You know? Like, that was I don't... so funny. It's like Ebenezer Scrooge. <laughs> I just think that's such a traditionalist way of thinking, but it's also so impractical because it, it, whether or not somebody washes the dishes, leaves the toilet seat up, does the laundry or not those things might sound really um yeah but then when it actually happens and it's 24 7 and it's all the time and it's like I can't stand to be around this person enough to move like I just like you feel so crowded and I know that's how I felt in like our last apartment so it's also a reflection a reflection it's It's also a reflection of deeper things like if you have an issue with someone and like you talk it through and it's still not being rectified they don't respect you. Yeah. So it might seem like dishes on the surface, but it's respect deep down, layers down, you know? It's obviously harder with, like, friends and, um, like, significant others and stuff to still be together in any way after you decide that you can't live together. But I do think it's, like, one of the most important things. Like, everybody talks about marriage, having kids, getting a dog, but, like, living together is something you need to figure out if you can do or not. Because I feel like if you can't make that work, don't get married if you can't make your marriage work in the beginning do not have kids you're gonna put all of those issues of trauma onto that kid but also it's like and then you're gonna have to pay for the therapy so your wallet doesn't want that you don't want that and like when you bring a kid into the marriage and you guys aren't doing well it's gonna be getting worse because you're no longer that person's first priority or second priority now you know and there's three of you in the relationship now so i feel like it's there's levels to all this there's levels to everything that's what you need to know about life yeah there's levels to this shit there's levels to this shit get get some levels to you this need shit. those levels to this shit yes exactly. shit happens might as well cry about it Goodbye. we were supposed to say that so many times that's so funny <laughs> peace out you guys thanks so much for listening to this episode um you can find us on apple Podcasts, spotify iheart if you want to keep listening for some weird reason mm-hmm. uh we're also on social media we're on instagram tiktok and youtube at crying in public podcast don't go to our YouTube right now because she's under just, maintenance. She's under maintenance. But do buy tickets at the link in our bio. Yes. The, it's link, on, the link is in our bio. All of our Instagrams on our stories every day. So if you're listening to this and it's before December 9th, you can click on one of our stories and get tickets. They're $15 and it's going to be so It's going to be a time. Yeah. We sold a lot. Like people are actually going to be there. So Come um, meet your bestie. Yeah. Come with your bestie. Yeah. 
come with your man or your girl or come meet a man and a girl. So, yes, this could, this could be the start of something new, you know? This is the start of something new. Uh, yeah, yeah. It feels so right to be here with you. Oh. Stop. Stop it. Get <laughs> okay, goodbye. Goodbye. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.